Okay, the next of our um, personality disorders, <clears throat> cluster B personality disorders, is borderline personality disorder. Um, uh, let's see, um, a lot to tell you about borderline personality disorder, too. Um, uh, borderline personality disorder, uh, the name, it's, it's had that name for a very long time. Um, originally, it was believed that, um, that folks with borderline personality disorder were on the borderline between neurosis and psychosis. Remember those terms? Um, and uh, we now know that that's really not what's going on uh, in folks with borderline personality disorder. However, the name has stuck, uh, and um, and it's a it's a well known um, uh, name, and it's been uh, that's been associated with this pattern for a very long time. So I don't see this as changing, uh, even though it doesn't really mean what it originally meant at all. Um, the um, uh, characteristics of uh, uh, borderline personality disorder are instability, um, uh, instability in a lot of different kinds of areas, instability in the person's mood, in their thinking, in their relationships. And um, so a person with borderline personality disorder is going to have a very um, uh, dramatic and changeable day-to-day -day life experience. Uh, they're going to have dramatic ups and downs um, uh, and um, extremes and emotions within a fairly short time. Uh, they're going to have uh, difficulty with maintaining relationships because of some of this. Um, uh, folks with borderline personality disorder um, uh, often have very reactive moods, um, meaning that um, their mood is liable to change pretty easily depending upon small things that happen. Uh, so that, you know, um, I don't know, somebody uh, does something dumb in traffic and I don't know, cuts you off or something, and it just makes the person really, really angry. Uh, and they're angry because of that for a while. And then something else small happens and it changes their mood in a very different direction. So it's almost exaggerated kinds of uh, reactivity and mood. Um, <clears throat> Uh, and um, uh, a lot of sadness and anger in those moods too. Um, people with borderline personality disorder often get into social, get into, well, love and friendship relationships. They often get into those uh, very quickly and um, uh, deeply, uh, often idolize somebody very quickly, kind of fall head, head over heels in love with somebody, um, and then start to uh, fear that the person is going to leave them. They have chronic sense of uh, fear of abandonment. Um, uh, what if this person leaves me or rejects me? Um, uh, if the person does seem to uh, show that they're going to leave or reject the person in any way or shows any kind of um, uh, you know, criticism of the person with borderline personality disorder. Um, the person with the disorder is liable to be very threatened by that. And um, they're liable to act out in anger or in threats that could be suicide threats. Uh, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself. Um, that could be um, uh, other kinds of violence. Um, uh, things like that. Um, <clears throat> so um, many times people with borderline personality disorder uh, kind of report that they feel kind of empty inside, that um, that they don't know who they are and what's important to them. Uh, and um, um, they may be unsure of uh, aspects of their own identity, uh, even things like, um, am I straight? Am I gay? Um, uh, what's important to me and what's not important to me. And so they're, they're going to be very changeable in the way that they see themselves and in the way that they act. Um, <clears throat> 
let's see, um, folks with borderline personality disorder are at uh, high risk for self-injury, self-mutilation kind of behaviors. Um, um, now, here again, this isn't a uh, uh, this isn't a behavior that's unique to this diagnosis. Uh, self-injury, self-mutilation can come up in other kinds of diagnoses too. Um, often when people with borderline personality disorder engage in self-harm kinds of things, uh, it's liable to be things like, um, like cutting themselves, uh, burning with matches or cigarettes or something like that. Um, uh, and the person with this diagnosis is often um, ashamed of that behavior. They're often going to try to hide it from other people. They may see it as they're punishing themselves, or they may kind of see it as kind of a coping mechanism. Uh, I've heard patients, I've heard people describe it as uh, sort of like, you know, there was so much going on and I didn't know how to feel and I didn't know what to do and I didn't know what to think. But when I cut myself, it sort of... Um, puts everything into perspective or kind of grounds me in a way. And, uh, and I'm like totally and completely there. Um, uh, but of course they're, but like I said, the person is often going to be ashamed of this. And so they're not going to be like showing off cuts and stuff like that. Um, if people are cutting themselves and showing it off, that's something else. That's another kind of problem. Uh, right. Um, but, um, usually folks with borderline personality disorder try to hide it. Um, and, um, uh, they're, um, they are at high risk for, um, for suicide attempts and also suicide threats. Here it can be very difficult to tell, you know, if a person is using a suicide threat manipulatively, hey, if you do that, I'm going to kill myself. But, you know, people do die of suicidal threats. Uh, uh, and so, um, so we do have to take that seriously. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Um, uh, folks with borderline personality disorder, um, uh, have unstable relationships with their friends and family members and lovers. They also tend to have unstable relationships with psychotherapists. Uh, and, um, and, um, and I've run into psychotherapists in the world who, um, who seem to be afraid of having patients with borderline personality disorder. Um, there is a tendency for, you know, the patient to go back and forth uh, with their therapist in terms of idealizing them. Oh, you're the only person who's ever understood me, uh, to, you know, something else happens and the person is like, Oh, I hate your guts. Uh, you hate me. I don't want to listen to you. Um, uh, people with this disorder um, may be, um, likely to be in crisis a lot. And so, uh, so likely to be, um, uh, having suicidal crises and stuff like that. So, so it can become difficult for a therapist to manage in a sense. Um, uh, but, um, uh, but I have, I have seen some, um, some therapists who are kind of afraid of folks with borderline personality disorder. That's a, that's becoming a bit less. I think, uh, there are more recognized treatments for, um, for folks with this, this disorder. So I think it's becoming better understood. One of the hallmarks of this diagnosis, though, seems to be um, in terms of uh, thinking styles that folks with borderline personality disorder tend to think in extremes, think in dichotomous kinds of thinking, uh, which you might think of as things are either black or they're white, that there's no shades of gray in between. And that probably accounts for a lot of the variability that you see in folks with this disorder in terms of how they see themselves and how they see other people. Because, uh, for example, you know, if 
um, if you're my friend, then you must be the best person in the world and everything about you is wonderful and you're terrific. But then if you do something I don't like, then wait a minute, then you can't be all good anymore. Then you must have to go into the category of all bad, uh, where everything about you is awful and I hate you and that kind of stuff, right? And so this way of thinking in terms of uh, that it can only be well, it's categorical thinking, essentially, um, dichotomous categories. Either it's either it's one thing or it's the other. Either it's good or bad. Either I love you or I hate you. Um, <clears throat> uh, that kind of seems to underlie a lot of the um, uh, problems that folks with borderline personality disorder encounter. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Um, uh, I do have to say that um, there, this diagnosis uh, is being used a lot now uh, in ways that um, of uh, some questionable validity. Um, there have been some reports uh, that um, that people have been um, diagnosed with borderline personality, uh, that military veterans have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, uh, essentially as a way of the um, uh, VA uh, claiming that this is a, uh, a, a pre-existing condition and that um, that the VA doesn't have to provide the um, the veteran with treatment for borderline personality disorder. Um, when um, when I first started reading about this and um, and hearing about cases of it, uh, it um, flabbergasted me because it's really hard to see uh, how they could possibly do that. But um, <clears throat> Uh, and I don't know that that's necessarily the case, but I would um, I would uh, question um, diagnoses of borderline personality disorder um, that were given, particularly in the context of uh, treatment of a veteran uh, who may have post-traumatic stress disorder or who may have um, traumatic brain injury. Um, uh, there, there may be, like I say, this misuse of that diagnosis. Um, <clears throat> Uh, let's see, um, what do we know about um, causes of borderline personality disorder? There does seem to be some family pattern here in that folks with borderline personality disorder do seem to uh, be related to other folks who have these kinds of things. As far as I know, it hasn't been um, whittled down to that being definitely a genetic pattern. So that's why I put it into the slides as a family pattern. Notice that would mean that some of this could be learned in a sense that it could be um, uh, learned through experience, not just um, uh, something related to inheritance. Uh, however, um, you know, one of the basic components of temperament is uh, uh, is a person's changeability in their, um, you know, how how difficult they have, how much of a difficult time they have at getting into routines and things like that. Basically, what we might think of as um, uh, neuroticism uh, as a personality trait, and that's essentially uh, a good deal of what borderline personality disorder is. Um, that um, that the person's very emotionally labile, emotionally changeable, uh, difficult time adjusting to situations and things like that. So there's reason to believe that this could be, um, you know, kind of a, an extreme version of that um, uh, that um, uh, temperament. Um, a lot of folks with borderline personality disorder seem to have um, in their early history uh, some trauma or abuse that they were victimized some way, um, uh, often in the family. Uh, I would, um, uh, uh, at the risk of sounding harsh, I would, I would take this with a bit of a grain of salt because, um, uh, because a lot of this is coming from the person's self-report. And if a person is thinking in terms of extremes and negativity and things like that, they may be more willing, more likely to remember or even think of things as being abusive 
than other people might be, right? So, um, so it's hard to know how much you know how to really compare uh, people's um, uh, recollections of things when it comes down to it. Um, people with borderline personality disorder are at high risk for. Uh, other kinds of diagnoses as well. Um, this diagnosis is um, tends to be comorbid with um, with mood diagnosis, uh, depression, or something. Uh, it tends to be comorbid with eating disorders. Um, uh, those are some of the big ones uh, as far as comorbidity. Um, treatment for folks with borderline personality disorder um, may rely on antidepressant medications. Uh, if there's going to be medication, it's probably going to be a, an antidepressant um, with the idea that, um, that that might help with mood regulation um, uh, and, um, and some mood stability. Um, uh, therapy interventions, um, main kind of therapy intervention for this now is what, something called uh, DBT, Dialectical Behavior Therapy, uh, which was... Um, developed by a psychologist named Marsha Linehan. Uh, dialectical behavior therapy um, was specifically di uh, designed for folks with borderline personality disorder to address some of their particular uh, challenges, particularly um, three things. Uh, let's see if I remember what they are. Um, <clears throat> um, changeable mood or mood, um, mood lability, um, um, self-harm, and anger, I believe, um, uh, that, um, that DBT focuses particularly on those aspects of uh, this diagnosis. Uh, otherwise, I would say that DBT is largely consistent with other kinds of cognitive behavior therapies, and it's kind of an offshoot of uh, cognitive behavior therapies. Um, DBT has become kind of a, um, an, a hot area for therapists in that um, nowadays um, people are liable to apply DBT techniques uh, for folks with other kinds of diagnoses. So even though this was originally for folks with borderline personality disorder, nowadays, just because somebody does DBT therapy doesn't necessarily mean that they have this diagnosis, right? Um, so, they're, um, so they're not as well, uh, uh, they don't correspond 100% like they used to. Um, <clears throat> let me check my time here, 14 minutes. I'll stop there for this one and then make a new recording for the other cluster Bs.